What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, so if you didn't hear the last episode, go back and listen to that one, or actually go back two episodes, because we're already in the midst of our big retrospective paying tribute to the year 1981. 40 years ago this year, as of this recording, I was two years old for most of that year. My birthday's in March, and so I have like no memory of the year 1981, but there was some killer music out there. Uh, I listened to probably roughly 250 albums uh, for the first quarter here of 2021 in preparation for this. Coming in right here at the end of April, I am done listening to the albums. I have ranked them. And now I'm ready to deliver the countdown to you. And of course, friends of the show, you probably already know that we got it kicked off there at the end of the last episode. We've already done number 81 of the top 81 records of 1981. So if you want to hear what that one is, you have to go back one episode. Uh, So yeah, we're continuing on the countdown here on this episode. Coming in at number 80. Now, of course, I'll go ahead and spoil it if you didn't hear it. Number 81. Now you have time. You can go back now and listen to it so I don't spoil it. Number 81 was Kisses Music from the Elder. If you know me at all, you know that Kisses is one of my favorite bands. So just to prove I'm not screwing around here, but honestly, like pretty much doing the math, the Elder did come in at 81 of 1981. And pulling it up a little bit from the math to get it onto the countdown. Yeah, I kind of forced it in here a little bit. Forced being the key word right here. Uh, But yes, coming in at number 80 is my favorite artist of all time, Alice Cooper, with an album that he put out on June 30th, 1981, an album called Special Forces. Now, I don't hate this record, even though it comes in at number 80. I can tell you that everything on this list, for the most part, with the exception of these first two entries, the Kiss and the Alice Cooper album, they all pretty much came in like no less than 78 points matter of fact the average pointage for this episode is like 80 points on my score system here so yeah i mean special forces i like three quarters of it pretty well it's in the bottom five of my alice albums Uh, maybe like second or third least favorite of all time at this point but i still enjoy things off of it my favorite song i've played on the show before my favorite song on the record is don't talk old to me But I figured uh, as kind of a definitive wrap-up here of the year, I'll go a little bit obvious as far as this album is concerned. Not that it had any hits on there, per se. 
And I'm going to kick off this show with, uh, I guess, kind of its title track in a way, even though that's not actually the name of the song. We're going to kick it off with this song that mentions the album title quite a bit. But the song is actually called, Who Do You Think We Are?
kicking off the show here today the number 80 album of 1981 that was alice cooper from the special forces album and the kickoff song who do you think we are the neat thing about the special forces album is that alice actually kind of went out of his way to promote the album which he didn't really promote the so-called blackout albums from the early 80s flush the fashion zipper catches skin and dada but this one got a lot of promotion like he was on the tom snyder show uh, tomorrow show I think it's called yeah yeah I should know that and he did this uh, really crazy wild television special over in Paris Alice Cooper uh, Paris TV special that's got tons of footage they basically shot all these videos for songs off this record there's a video for clones on there it's really neat go out of your way to look that up especially if you're a fan so yeah there's a lot of footage of Alice from this time in particular just on the special forces album he didn't promote any of the other albums uh, I guess the only other cool factoid I have about that is the album was produced by a guy named Richard Podolor. And just looking at his bio while that song was playing, I always try to find something neat about the producer when I do these countdown shows, is that he produced two really awesome singles. One is a soft rock standard in Blues Images' Ride, Captain Ride from the early 70s right there. And a really killer song he also produced was the single for Atlantis by Donovan. Yeah, so there you go. A little extra tie-in to Alice right there, since Donovan, you know, of course, did the co-lead vocal on Billion Dollar Babies. All right, coming in at number 79 right here is a guy who definitely had uh, the bulk of his career in the early 80s, although he was in a band in the 70s called The Jaggers, who had a big hit with the rapper in the early 70s. I actually have that record on vinyl, but uh, yeah. Of course, if you're a big rock nerd like this gentleman is, I'm talking about Donnie Iris. His album, King Cool, which came out in the summer, I believe the end of the summer of 1981. This album was produced by a guy named Mark Avsek. And according to his bio, not only was he in Donnie Iris's band at the time here, but he was a member of Wild Cherry. Speaking of some one-hit wonders right there. Uh, yeah, so this album, King Cool, it's a fun record. It's got a little bit of that retro rock mixed with the new wave that was going on at the time. You're going to hear tons of new wave influence on this countdown as well. And just looking at the stats here, the album actually really didn't do all that well, but this song actually did well at rock radio. And I think most people know his big, big hit off of his previous album, Back on the Streets, Ah Leah. Killer song right there. And this one was a good follow-up as well. Just didn't help the album along that well, but uh, here you go. This is Donnie Iris with... Love is like a rock. Oh, 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 oh,
coming in at number 79 right there, Donnie Iris with the album King Cool, and that was the lead single off of it, Love Is Like A Rock. Hope you enjoyed that. Coming in at number 78 is a band that pretty much only predominantly exists in the early 80s, much like Donnie Iris as far as contributing to musical culture of the time. Uh, but this band right here, really cool punk rock in a sense but you know i think it's more the mentality and just kind of the attitude of it all that people call them a punk band it's definitely got more of that new wave kind of feel to it but it's also kind of got that blase approach that makes it punk so uh, neat band here romeo void of course they had a big hit in the 80s with a song called never say never a lot of people know it as a song it says might like you better if we slept together it's a great song and also they had a minor hit with Girl in Trouble as a temporary thing. But yeah, cool band right here. And they put out their first full length in 1981. So this is their rookie year in a sense with their album, It's a Condition. It came out in the summer of 1981, produced by a guy named David Kane, or Khan, K-A-H-N-E. I didn't know anything about him until today, looking him up. But easily the coolest thing I found out about any producer on this list and you can't front on this. David Kahn designed and created the logo for Fishbone. <laughs> yeah, that guy's the man. Uh, but anyway, getting back to Romeo Void right here. They put out their first album in 1981. Good enough to make it here into the countdown. And that's a big deal considering I listened to so many albums for this countdown. So yeah, check out It's a Condition, if you're, especially if you're a fan of this genre right here. And to entice you, here's the kickoff track from it. This is Myself to Myself.
Man, there you go. Yeah, Romeo Void with Myself to Myself off their first album, It's a Condition. Go look up Deborah Isles' bio. Uh, she's definitely one of the most badass ladies in the history of rock and roll. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, a lot of journalists paid a lot of unnecessary attention to the fact that she didn't have the average look of a pop hero at the time, even though I don't think she was trying to portray that. But she was a true artist, and if you stick to your guns, to me that's sexier than, you know, the obvious pinups of the world. Uh, so I'm a big believer in that. And also, I think she's one of the only Native Americans to actually have a chart hit in America. Uh, that'd be an interesting list. Maybe I should look that up. But uh, yeah, maybe future show. Okay. But yeah, go look her up. She's interesting. She even lived in the occupation of Alcatraz for like a week when she moved out to California. So yeah, check out Deborah Isle, I-Y-A-L-L, and Romeo Void, a cool, fun band there from the early 80s. All right, moving on here to something massively and completely different into the mainstream rock side of things. An album that came out on September 18th of 1981. And I am going to go obvious with the track I use here because it's one of my favorite songs, especially of this time. But I think it's definitely one of my favorite songs of all time. So from the album co-produced by the band and Hugh Padgham, this is Genesis with the title track from their 1981 offering, Abacab. Enjoy.
I think one of the things that makes that song for me is just how in the pocket and what a killer groove Phil Collins is throwing down there on the drums. But at the same time, even though it's one of those great songs you can air drum to in the car. And I've often said the really, really interesting thing about this song is that it's one of those songs that's kind of a stalwart of classic rock radio. And I know it's super obvious and everything, but there's not a whole lot of songs on classic rock radio that delve into odd time signatures. So I really like how it kind of goes in and out of that 4-4 and into other off times. But yeah, there you go. That's why I enjoy it. A little music nerd stuff for me. But it's just a fun song. Yes, it goes on way too long, but I kind of dig that. I just kind of dig the absurdity of how long it takes them to like fade out. <laughs> so there you go. I love everything about that song. Abacab by Genesis. And the other thing that makes me think of that song is, I remember a long time ago on the Howard Stern Show, Artie Lang said that he passed all of his big tests at the end of the year on the Scantron sheet by just writing Abacab over and over again on the multiple choice. It's always good for at least to see. So, all right, there you go. Careful what you teach your kids. All right. Moving into number 76 right here, a Canadian band, and uh, not the only one on this countdown, but a band that had their biggest success with their sophomore album, Crossed Over Into America. How often does that happen where a Canadian band not only does well in America, but it's their second album that does it for them? That's a long shot and a half, in my opinion, but... They had a killer track to get on to rock radio. And yes, I'm going to go obvious again here, but I can't do a proper 1981 retrospective without playing some hits here. So yes, this band put out their album on June 30th, 1981. The album is called As Far As Siam, talking about Red Rider, led by the pre-Life is a Highway Tom Cochran on lead vocals there. It took me forever to learn that, by the way. I didn't know that probably until the mid-90s, like way after his solo run. Uh, but yeah, just looking up the bio for this album, it was produced by a guy named Richard Landis, who it turns out is mostly known for producing country records of the late 70s and early 80s, which when you really think about it, that tone that he uses for the guitar on this song very country-esque, very country rock of the time. But I did see that there are two production credits on this album for a guy named Michael James Jackson. And if you're a big Kiss fan like I am, you know that's the guy that produced Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up. Guy's got a great ear. I wonder what happened to that guy. But anyway, yeah, he produced two tracks on this album. Big hit for this band, mostly produced by Richard Landis. And yes, we are going to play the big, big popular song by Red Rider from the album As Far As I Am. Coming in at number 76, this is Red Rider with The Lunatic Fringe.
As I mentioned before I played this track, not only did I not realize that that was Tom Cochran singing for Red Rider, but it took me about the same amount of time to realize that was not Blue Oyster Cult. I mean, that really sounds like a Blue Oyster Cult song, especially a popular one on radio at the time. But I was wrong. I've been wrong before, I'll be wrong again. But yeah, there you go. That's the pre-internet struggle that we had right there. I probably heard that song on classic rock radio 500 times and not once did I ever hear the DJ say the name of the band ever. It's just one of those songs. All right. If you have a song like that, let me know that you have that weird history with. I would love to know that kind of stuff. And now coming into number 75, if I have this right, if, uh, if I have it wrong, then I'll let you know by the next song. But uh, coming in at number 75 is from a band called Gillen. Yes, led by the great Ian Gillen, one of the great singers of hard rock history. And this actually happens a few more times on this countdown. And for reasons of, you know, space and time and everything, and just wanting to represent as many cool, unique acts as possible, I'm actually going to tie this entry with another Gillen album that was put out later on towards the end of 1981. They actually put out two albums. Two full-length studio albums in the course of a year. There's very few bands that do that to this day. They exist. But off the top of my head, I can only think of Guided by Voices and Haunt. But yeah, Gillen was doing that in 1981. You'll hear about some other bands doing it later here on this countdown. But since they had such a similar score for their two albums, I figured I'd give them one entry here. And that's better than most countdowns for 1981. I don't see it much on any of these other lists. Uh, but yeah, he's got two albums here under the Gillen moniker, Future Shock and Double Trouble. I'm going to play you something here off the Future Shock album. I liked it just a little bit more, but like I said, it scored pretty much exactly the same amount of points. And this song really stuck out because it's an odd song. Yes, it contains his signature voice, but then it goes into some crazy stuff as well. So I had to go with this one. So from the Future Shock album, this is Gillen led by Ian Gillen, and the song No Laughing in Heaven.
great Ian Gillen right there with his solo band Gillen. Go check out some Gillen stuff, especially if you love his work in Deep Purple and on the Black Sabbath Born Again album. I feel like most people haven't heard those Gillen records, but you should. Give them a chance. Just cracking the countdown on a really stellar year of music, it's definitely worthy of your time to listen to any of these albums. And here's another one right here, coming in at number 74. Is uh, Speaking of the, some of the greatest singers of all time, Ian Gillen being one of them, one of the great singers of all time, in my opinion, is Pat Benatar, one of the great rock voices ever. Uh, she put out a record, her third album, here on July 6th of 1981, an album called Precious Time, was co-produced by her co-billed husband, Neil Giraldo, and Keith Olsen, super producer Keith Olsen. I am going to Wikipedia this because you got to hear this guy's resume. It's a mile long. He produced Buckingham Nick's record and the first self-titled Fleetwood Mac Buckingham Nick's record. Not their first album. You understand if you're a fan. The Double Vision album by Foreigner. Babies, Union Jacks. I I'm skipping around here because he's got a long resume. Uh, an album that you might hear later, so I won't spoil it. And uh, Sammy Hagar, Standing Hampton, Rick Springfield, Success Hasn't Spoiled Me Yet. Also Hagar's Three Lock Box. Oh, bloody hell, the, the Whitesnake 87 record. That one's a beast. You can't front on that one. Uh, Ozzy, No Rest for the Wicked. Also Rick Springfield, Rock of Life. Kingdom Come in Your Face, Whitesnake Slip of the Tongue. Two Scorpions albums being Crazy World and Pure Instinct. This guy is definitely a super producer. Go look up his other stuff as well. But those are my favorites out of his resume. But yeah, he turned in a pretty damn solid album with Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. Neil Giraldo being the husband and lead guitarist and co-songwriter for Pat Benatar from the Neil Giraldo solo album. No, I'm just kidding. I'm doing the Paul Stanley thing now when he was razzing Peter Chris. Uh, but yeah, like, <laughs> say Pat Benatar will never go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because Neil Giraldo will have to get equal billing. Okay. It's annoying. I'm sorry. It just is. It just reeks of like, you know, if it's coming from a good place, fine. But it just it bothers me because, you know, he's not the show. People pay tickets to see Pat. OK, moving on here. Pat Benatar, the Precious Time record. Let, let's get back here. Let's get focused. Uh, and once again, got to go with the single. The big single off of this is Fire and Ice. So I'll go with the second biggest song on here because it's a killer track. Also, it's the kickoff song on the album, and this thing just builds up to, like, epic rock proportions right here. So here you go, the second single from Precious Time. This is Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo with Promises in the Dark. Ah! you said You've been through this before and you swore this time you'd think with your head No one would ever have you again And if taken was gonna get done you decide where and when Just
At the risk of sounding like an old man, all she needed was a sure microphone and her damn talented given voice. That just supreme epic rock and roll voice. Pat Benatar, auto-tune, not a thing then. One of the best singers of all time. She just brings it and just takes it over the line. All right, I'll stop glomming here. I can't believe I haven't seen her live. That's been a mistake up until this point. I will hopefully rectify that if shows come back and if I actually feel safe to go to a show. Okay, we've come to number 73. We've got three songs left here on this part of the countdown, and we're going to continue on with Nazareth. Yes, Nazareth still putting out worthy and quality albums in the early 80s, in case you didn't know. So on Valentine's Day of 1981, they put out their 12th studio album. It is called The Full Circle. F-O-O-L. Yeah, and another interesting thing about this album, it was produced by Jeff Baxter, or Jeff Skunk Baxter, if you're a music fan. Jeff Baxter being a session guitar player who's famous for playing for the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan. Yeah, speaking of dad rock. (laughs) But man, yeah, I, I couldn't tell that just listening to this. I don't hear elements of either of those bands on this record. Nazareth still pulling that rock like you know and love them to do. Uh, But yeah, there's a lot of Nazareth albums that are definitely worthy of your time. Most people just have heard Hair of the Dog, but you got to venture out. It's like UFO or Thin Lizzy. Get out there and listen to the catalog. I could pick a lot of cool songs off this record to play, but I'm going to go with this one right here. Kind of towards the end of the album and before their live cover of Cocaine is this killer track right here. Written exclusively by Manny Charlton, the great Manny Charlton. This is Nazareth with Little Part of You.
What do we have? In a sing-off here? Friggin' Dan McCafferty right before that, Pat Benatar, and right before that, Ian Gillen. You just heard three of arguably the greatest rock singers ever. You know, they, they were up there. I mean, maybe they're not my all-time favorites, but good God, man. It's hard to pull better singers than that sometimes. But there you go. Nazareth with Little Part of You from the album The Full Circle, number 73 on my 81 of 81 albums countdown. Coming in at number 72, uh, we're going to get into a writer's murderer's row right here. Two great writers back-to-back with pretty cool albums here from 1981. The first of these last two songs is from Thin Lizzy's output in 1981, an album called Renegade. This was their 11th album, their second-to-last album before they would break up, unfortunately. Came out on November 15th of 1981, co-produced by Thin Lizzy and the late, great Chris Sangaritas. I even did a tribute show to him when he passed away, so go look up his stuff, or the episode that I did, actually. Guy's got a great resume. Uh, But yeah, I really did enjoy Renegade. It's probably not overall as strong as Thunder and Lightning, which would be their last album, but there's still a lot to enjoy about Renegade. This one being a super strong song off of it right here. Uh, A co-write with Phil Lennon and Steve Gorham. This is Hollywood, Down on Your Luck.
Hollywood, Down on Your Luck by Thin Lizzy right there from the album Renegade. I enjoyed that. I sure hope you did. And coming in here at number 71, the last song of the evening here. And I can't believe I initially brought up Jeff Skunk Baxter a few entries ago, and I failed to mention his involvement with Kiss. Yes, Jeff Skunk Baxter actually played a handful of songs on Gene Simmons' 1978 solo album. I bring that up to bring this up. Coming in here at number 71 is Russ Ballard. Russ Ballard, a phenomenal talent, one of the great songwriters ever. Go look up his stuff. This guy has written some of the greatest, most catchiest songs in the history of rock and roll. One of them being New York Groove. Yeah, so there you go. Another guy who contributed to a Kiss solo album in 78. My God, he also wrote Since You've Been Gone. Yes, the Rainbow song, Since You've Been Gone. One of the great rock and roll songs ever. He wrote a handful of my favorite America songs. You Can Do Magic and The Border. Just Guy's got a killer resume. And just go look up his stuff in Argent. Argent, great band. One of the more underrated rock bands in rock history. But man, speaking of underrated, you got to go look up Russ Ballard's solo output. Uh, I, I, I came across an album of his that, I mean, all, none of his albums sold. None of his solo albums, at least. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sure he's grateful that he wrote a lot of songs that connected with people. But it's a damn shame that his solo output is not heralded even remotely. I think the most that people know of his solo material is that on his self-titled album in 84, it contained a song called Into the Night that Ace Frehley covered on his first Frehley's Comet album. But there was an album in 1985 called The Fire Still Burns, which is a killer, unheralded rock album. And this one right here from 1981, an album called Into the Fire, which I guess is the part one of two <laughs> of that album, Into the Fire, and then The Fire Still Burns a few years later. Uh, but yeah, Into the Fire, really killer, stellar rock and roll album from 1981. And it's definitely good enough to make the countdown here. Comes in here at number 71. So to close off the show here, this is the great Russ Ballard, from the Into the Fire record, and check this one out here. It's called Where Do We Go From Here? Girl, we could sit and talk all day. You 
you could stand up and just walk away by the time you step out the door bet you forget what we came here for you see what I mean to say is we can't lead our lives this way we could forget The great Russ Ballard with Where Do We Go From Here off of his 1981 record called Into the Fire, and it came in at 71 here 
on the 81 from 81 countdown that we're doing right here on Rock Strikes 10. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you're looking forward to the other entries here. We've got seven more parts to go, 70 albums to talk about. So I'm in it for the long haul. I hope you are as well. Join me, will you? Thanks for listening. You're a friend of mine. And check out our other shows here on cnjradio.com. And to help you do that, it's my better half. So to dish out the plugs and to lead into the best outro song in all of the podcasting business, here you go. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock, with Joey and the great Mark Streakel of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. <laughs>